Hi everyone, Dr. Axe here. I am so excited to introduce you to today's co-host of my show, Naomi Whittle. Naomi is a pioneer in the beauty and nutrition industries. She has founded several successful wellness brands, is an expert in diet, herbal medicine, and longevity. And Naomi has traveled the world, including Europe and Asia, studying natural health and finding rare exotic superfoods to help people heal and fight disease. She's also made it her personal mission to better the lives of women by empowering them to take control of their health. Naomi is someone I really trust and admire, and I am thrilled to have her here today. I hope you enjoy her wisdom on today's show. Hi, everybody. I am Naomi Whittle, and I am a co-host and very excited to be here on the Dr. Axe podcast. Mostly, I'm so excited to introduce all of you to Dr. Shana Peters. She is going to have an incredibly interesting conversation with us today, all about our skin, about the new book that she's just written, and her practice, and what really brought her into this field of understanding that what we're seeing on the outside is an absolute reflection of what's going on on the inside. I am so thrilled to have you here today. Welcome, Dr. Shana. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So I want to really get into so many of the different ways in which our skin is a reflection of what's going on on the inside. But for everybody that's listening, I just, I just want to sort of get grounded in why I'm personally so dedicated and passionate to this area. Uh, I was born in Switzerland and I was born on a biodynamic farm. So I was basically able to eat foods that were not just organic, they were biodynamic, which is like next level organic. And I was born with autoimmune disorders, which manifested in eczema. So my body up until my twenties was covered in eczema and it would be um, so bad when I would have flare ups and, and so many things would make it flare up, stress, different foods, um, things that I would put on my skin because we know that we absorb 60% of what we put on our skin. And so I had to always approach my skin health by what it was that I did on the inside, even by my mindset. And so when I learned about the great work that you're doing, I got personally really excited to learn from you. And um, I, would, I would start by saying, um, can you tell us first and foremost, a little bit about your background and what brought you to want to write your book? Sure. Um, so that's definitely a loaded question. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I would love to share more about that. Uh, so the book, um, what really inspired me to write my book is, um, you know, working with people one-on-one. -on -one. And so um, the exact same principles that I talk about in the book, I use in my private practice to help people who are struggling with acne and even a lot of other 
um, skin conditions. And I decided to go ahead and write it because I didn't see any books out there that really talked about um, acne and other skin conditions from a functional medicine perspective and really gave people concrete ways to identify root causes and to understand how a functional medicine approach could help them. And so we all know acne is incredibly common. Um, about 80% of people but between the onset of puberty and 30 years old struggle with acne at some point in there. So it's a huge problem and I wanted to make the information accessible to the public. Um, and so seeing so many people in my practice, I knew that there were a lot of people who could benefit from um, having a book like this and having a resource like this. And even when I'm working with people one-on-one, -on -one, there's so much that I'm trying to teach them that a book, you know, would be a great way to reinforce that. Um, and personally, so my personal experience, I am someone who struggled with acne when I was younger and um, it was very frustrating. And oddly enough, around the time when I first started to struggle with acne, I was in medical at the same time, medical school at the same time on the path to becoming a conventional dermatologist. So that's the irony there. So, you know, I was struggling with acne for the first time. I had tried pretty much everything, uh, conventional medicine and skincare had to offer, you know, the topicals, the uh, antibiotics, um, mm -hmm. a lot of different cosmetic procedures and skincare products. And a lot of the products irritated my skin. A lot of those things irritated my skin, didn't give me any lasting relief. And if I did notice some improvement, as soon as I stopped, whatever it was, it would come right back. So I knew on some level that the root causes weren't being addressed. And so at the same time, I was seeing patients going through the same experience. And a lot of the parents having a lot of serious concerns, you know, and rightfully so about their kids being started on a lot of these harsh medications so early in life. Um, so, you know, it was an interesting time and an interesting position for me to be in and really a turning point for me where I decided that I wanted to have a bigger toolbox to work with and I really wanted to be able to do no harm. And so that's what led me into functional medicine. Um, first as a patient and then as a, a practitioner and led to me writing the book. <laughs> That's an incredible story. So tell us just a little bit about your background from an educational standpoint so we know a little more about you. Yeah, so I, I have a combination of MD and ND training. Um, so I started my medical training on that conventional career path and decided that naturopathic medicine was really going to be the way that I could learn to help my patients in the way that I wanted to. Um, I'm also a nutritionist, so my undergraduate background is in nutrition. So it's been a nice combination for me where I've really been able to combine those skills and help a lot of people. I love it. So mm -hmm. I thought we could start talking about some of the root causes, right? So mm -hmm. Dr. Axe is an incredible expert in so many different areas, but certainly many of our listeners today maybe started along this journey of understanding gut health, right? And understanding what a leaky gut is and, and what that means. And I can tell you, you know, for me, I'm, 40, I'm 47 and a half years old and when I think about my, the journey that my skin has been on, so we know as women, 
that our skin ages more quickly than a man's skin does. And that's because of the way our collagen fibers are designed to really support us, you know, the elasticity of us getting pregnant and being able to um, have a child. With that being said, that aging process is so much quicker. And um, in our 40s, you know, some of the main concerns, like in the 30s, the concerns are around, okay, my collagen is, is dropping. Um, I'm starting to notice it with some fine lines and wrinkles. And then once you get into your 40s, like I am, we really start to notice the, the difference in the amount of plumpness within our skin, right? Like that's, that mm-hmm. sagging starts to begin because our collagen is following our, our, our estrogen levels and it's starting to decline at a more rapid space. And we're also starting to lose some of that elasticity that is so important. Uh, I've spent a lot of time, Dr. Shana, throughout Asia. Like my career has been devoted to traveling all over the world and finding those ingredients that really can help to transform our health in cultures mm-hmm. where they're doing it right. So, mm-hmm. for example, I was in I was in Cameroon, West Africa, this past year. Um, because that's where this incredible um, super fruit grows called spice fruit. And I learned about how it can really support our metabolic function. And I, I want to talk to you about the way our skin metabolizes as well. But going back to sort of like these root causes, learning in Asia that it's about, you know, our gut health. It's about incorporating enough of that collagen, be it from our bone broth or from our different collagen supplements but it's also about that elastin and, and where do we get that elastin in our diet? How do we nourish our, our elastase um, so that we are able to have more of that plumpness and, and less of that sort of sagging that we start to notice in our forties. And then when I think about women in our fifties and sixties and beyond, it's so much about that hydration and maintaining that hydration, right? in our skin, Mm -hmm. because our skin, just like our gut can leak, we can have that leaky gut syndrome, we also can have leaky skin syndrome. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to have you sort of guide us through thinking about 30s, 40s, 50s and above. Mm -hmm. Some of the root strategies, maybe give us your top three strategies that we Mm -hmm. can be learning from you and your amazing background that we can start applying like as soon as people listen to this podcast. Sure. Um, So going back to gut health and ways to uh, nourish the gut um, at those different stages in life. So a lot of that is going to go back to building blocks. So as you said with um, Dr. Axon, what he does, he talks a lot about um, leaky gut. And so in terms of... um, having the building blocks to support collagen, to support a healthy intestinal lining. Um, Protein is going to be a big part of that. So making sure that you're getting enough protein in your diet. So um, a lot of these supplements like collagen are really popular these days and for good reason. But I always want to remind people, don't skip the basics. (laughs) Make sure that you're getting enough protein in your diet and not only that, making sure that you're able to break it down and digest 
that protein. And so that's an issue for a lot of people when they have leaky gut. Um, most of the time, there are some infections that are involved with that as well that is suppressing their digestive function. So that's going to be extremely helpful and extremely important for a lot of people is making sure they're getting enough protein and then making sure they're, be, they're able to digest it. And so if you need some extra digestive support, thinking about um, incorporating some enzymes, things like food combining, that's something you can do just on your own where you don't have to buy anything extra and that can help to support you with um, digestive function. I would also say um, really honing in on your nutritional status, making sure that that's optimal. So um, certain nutrients are also building blocks of collagen, like copper, manganese, vitamin C, making sure that you've got healthy levels of those things, making sure you're getting plenty of antioxidants in your diet. to help to nourish your skin and protect your skin and protect the collagen from free radical damage. So those would be my top three things. When you're talking about protein, um, I think it's also an interesting question for you. I know that our, our protein needs also change with age, right? So when I was in my thirties, I was looking at about a 0.8 gram per kilo of, of protein. And now that I'm in my late forties, my protein needs have dramatically increased. So basically once we get into our forties, we need about twice as much protein as we did in our thirties. And, um, can you help us to understand a little bit about why we need more protein as we get older? Yeah. So we need more protein, um, because we're losing muscle. We're losing muscle as we get older. Um, that yeah. would be the biggest um, reason yeah. that I would attribute to that. Yeah. So protein feeds our muscles. It's the food mm-hmm. for our muscles, right? Like we mm-hmm. build our muscles with this added protein. And so the high quality collagen proteins and, and um, the different source of food proteins are obviously very important. You know, I've been dedicated to um, eating a keto diet for the past several years to reduce the inflammation in my body with my autoimmune conditions. And so I eat primarily fat and, and then really focus on the highest quality protein that I can incorporate into my diet. But I was, I was fascinated when I read the science that we need so much more as we get older and like what you're saying around building that muscle, how does building muscle, if at all, relate to the health and the beauty of our skin? Is there, is there a correlation? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So our body uses those same building blocks to build the collagen that's in our skin. So we have college, when we think about collagen, we think about our skin, especially for women and we're focused on beauty, but we have collagen throughout our body. We have collagen in our joints. So the same way that our joints are breaking down and that we need more support for our joints and our tendons and our ligaments and our muscle, our skin needs that same support because it's built from the same building blocks. How beautiful. Yeah. So by, by strengthening our bodies, by becoming more muscular or helping our bodies to not lose that muscle, like I love and it, and it might sound funny to you, but I, I do Olympic lifting. I love 
strength and conditioning. And I have four kids and, and actually my nine and my 18 year old also mm-hmm. do Olympic lifting. It's like the way that we like to exercise in our family. Of course, we love to hike. We love to be outdoors. We love to do so many things, but I never really fully correlated that kind of muscle muscle building related so much to sort of the firmness and the plumpness that our skin is craving, especially as we're getting older. Yeah, um, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I loved what you just said about, you know, we are we are losing our, our muscularity as we get older, and we need it for our bone density, we need it for so many reasons. This, this idea of sort of the root cause of different expressions of acne or rosacea. You know, I spent some time on your on your Instagram. Can you share with everybody what your um, your just sort of like how we can get in touch with you and and know who you are? But I spent time on your Instagram, and I was really fascinated about the discussion around rosacea. So I want to get into acne. I want to get into rosacea. But please um, let everybody know how we can follow you and. Oh. Oh, yeah. So I'm really easy to find (laughs) on Instagram. My handle is uh, Dr. Shana E. Peter. Uh, My website is wellaheadchicago.com. And then the book uh, website is it's not just acne.com. So everything's super easy. (laughs) That's great. So yeah, so let's start wherever you want to go, if you want to go into acne, or you want to go into rosacea, but I, I want us to go into both of those directions. Sure. So let's start with acne then. Talk to us a little bit about what are the root causes. And I know that acne is something that teenagers can experience when we're in our thirties, you were talking about that. And then there's also a time when women are going through perimetopause and into menopause that acne can also be an issue. Are those sort of like the three main areas or? Yeah. I would I would concur with that. So in terms of root causes, I would from what I've seen, I would say that the root causes are pretty similar in each of those stages. There can be different um, life events that affect um, how things shift. Um, but I would definitely say that they're pretty similar in each stage of life. So when we think of acne, of course, we're thinking about hormones, hormonal shifts. Um, but I, I I really want to help people to understand that while acne can be um, hormonal, a lot of times that's an oversimplification and the, the answer to balancing hormones isn't always just to take something to balance things out. We really want to understand why the hormones are out of balance and how do we get to the root of that so that we're not just taking, you know, a medication or a supplement um, long-term to balance, you know, things out. So definitely hormone imbalances, um, nutritional deficiencies are a big one. So we started to talk about that a little bit. And what I always like to remind people of, especially when we're talking about root causes is nutrition is the foundation of health. So if you're trying to get any long-term solution, you know, from any condition, you really can't ignore that. You've got to take a look at nutritional deficiencies. And so part of what I walk people through, and it's not just acne, is some of the 
um, most common. So it's not an exhaustive list, but some of the most common nutritional deficiencies that um, people have with acne that can affect things like their hormone balance, that can affect inflammation, and that can be um, impacted in a, a result of their gut health as well. Um, food, food allergies, um, can be a trigger for a lot of people as well. And so that can go back to gut health. So the health of our microbiome and the, the um, proper balance of the gut bacteria, that can be a big issue for a lot of people and lead to things like leaky gut and um, inflammation throughout the body. Um, I would also say um, liver function. So the health of our detoxification systems is a really important uh, root cause, especially when we're going back to hormone balance as well. And so there are a lot of chemicals that we get exposed to in our environment. That's something we can't avoid. Um, we're all toxic. We live in a toxic world, but we want to make sure that we're supporting our system so that it's not an obstacle to us healing. And one thing that I really love about your story, Naomi, is your background with being around um, farming herbs and um, knowing how they're sourced um, yeah. and being aware of the purity. I, I just think that that's really important and really amazing how you have that background. Um, and when people are have skin conditions, whether it's acne, whether it's rosacea or eczema, a lot of times they're using a lot of these different skincare products because they're kind of just trying anything to get some relief and they're not always being conscious of the ingredients. So that's something that's really important is going back to what you were talking about, 60% of those um, ingredients can be absorbed into your skin. So if you're not careful, Skincare products can be another source of toxin exposure. Dr. Shana, this, um, these, these areas, so detox pathways mm -hmm. and, and nutrition and how we're incorporating them into our bodies um, is really important, I think, for everybody to be hearing. So, so much of the time, the... Al like we can develop allergies over time. For example, I, in the past year, just did a, a huge panel of foods, you know, to, to see like, what am I allergic to? I didn't just do it for myself. I did it for my children. So I did it for my nine-year-old and then I did it. Um, I've done it for my 18 year old daughter, uh, who, you know, is, is challenged with acne and I did it for my six-year-old son, who is um, slightly on the spectrum. So in our house, we there are so many things that we have become sensitive to or allergic to over time because our detox pathways are not working as efficiently as they could or because we have hit a toxic load, right? So in our house, like there are 32 foods that I do not eat. So having grown up with eczema and autoimmune stuff, there were all of the nightshades that I never ate. There were certain dairies that I didn't eat, um, uh, processed foods that I stayed away from, drinking my green juice every single day, incorporating bone broth, being as basic with the nutritional um, foods 
shopping at the farmer's market, like that's a huge part, being as organic as, as we can, um, using herbs from my garden. Like we can all have a herb garden in our kitchens, outside, wherever, like just using fresh plants. Cilantro is an amazing way to detox. Um, so really simplifying the nutritional ingredients and getting them in their most pure and, and um, clean form, knowing where they come from is definitely fundamental. And then don't you think like understanding, getting that allergy test. So you understand, okay, I have sensitivities to these different things. And then to your other point about balancing our hormones, uh, understanding our hormones is such a confusing area for, for most of us as women. Um, and we're definitely sensitive to our hormones. So do you recommend getting our, like getting our hormones tested, getting our daughter's hormones tested at a young age to know what those balanced levels should look like? Like my 18 year old daughter, I just got hers tested because I want to know once she gets into my age bracket, what her estrogen, progesterone, like what her sex hormones, testosterone levels need to be so that she's not trying to compensate with higher levels of those or not understanding what that should be like. So I, I wanted to ask you about balancing our hormones because that's a really big area. And then we'll go back to the detox pathways, if you don't mind. <laughs> Yeah, so I definitely recommend people testing to find out where they are um, for so many different reasons. You know, our hormones, they drive our metabolic processes. So um, knowing where your stress hormones are, your cortisol, your DHEA, um, knowing where that is, um, your sex hormones, your estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, um, and even your thyroid. So I'm a fan of looking at all three. So that hormone, try it so that you can have a complete picture of what's going on and how beautiful that you're doing that with your daughter's your daughter so young as a, um, a proactive, yeah. um, from a proactive standpoint, if, if people did that earlier in life, you know, how much healthier would they be? If they knew uh, what their hormone balance was, you know, at 18 or um, in their early 20s when they're at in their prime before they've had any major challenges. Um, so, yes, I'm definitely a huge fan of that. And um, even with hormone testing, um, some labs have gotten more sophisticated now where they're not just looking at levels, but they're also looking at metabolism, which I have found to be incredibly important and incredibly helpful mm. uh, from a clinical standpoint, because a lot of times people, their levels, you know, from what we can see on a lab may be fine. They may not be the problem, but they're still having symptoms. And so sometimes that can be a metabolism issue. And that's where the detox support comes in. That's so interesting. So let's get into sort of the detox support, supporting those detox pathways. And, and your point about, you know, what we're putting on our body can also have a huge impact, which is why, you know, for me with my skin, um, and actually having sensitive skin, 99% um, 
of the products that are out there, I cannot put on my body, right? I can't put that sort of stuff on my skin. It just creates too many issues. And I don't want that going into my body and then my body trying to detoxify that. So, um, you know, I'd love to hear from you some of the ways that we can approach supporting it's essentially our metabolic fitness, right? Like the way our body is metabolizing. And there is so much misunderstanding right now around metabolism. The second book that I wrote, High Fiber Keto, is really a book about metabolic health, um, metabolic syndrome. Uh, and I was fascinated to learn from the world's you know, leading metabolic experts about really how each of our organs is part of that metabolic process and our skin being very important as our largest organ. Um, talk to us about these detox pathways and how we can support them to get a better metabolic function. So from a fundamental standpoint, I would say the biggest thing to, um, to get things going, to jumpstart that process is really going to be supporting your digestion because that's at the bottom of your detox funnel. And that's where things are coming out. So making sure that you're supporting your digestion, making sure that you're having um, regular bowel movements twice a day, two to three times a day is really optimal. Um, that's really going to be the foundation for your body to be able to detoxify. Because even if you try to do a cleanse, let's say you found, you know, some kind of cleanse that you wanted to do online or at the health food store or whatever, you're going to have a really hard time if you're backed up. You're yeah. not going to be able to clear anything out and you're just going to be pulling toxins out of your tissue and recirculating them into your bloodstream because you can't excrete them. Are you... Um, of the mindset that first thing in the morning, like being able to empty your bowels is, is very important. Um, yep. like the timing of when you actually have your bowel movements as being, important. um, so that part, you know, is out of our control a lot of times, but, um, definitely the bowels are most active, um, in the morning, first thing in the morning and to help jumpstart that process and get the bacteria going. Um, you can drink water, drink, be like 16 ounces of water to, to get things going. I find that to be a really great way to jumpstart the process and get things moving. And that's such a good thing to do anyway in the morning, right? Because I've, I've read the studies that say like we lose up to a liter of water at night. We basically, yeah, it, it excretes out of our mouth as we're sleeping. And so getting that hydration also helps us with our first bowel movement. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so going back to detoxification and supporting those detox pathways. So um, our environment. And so reducing our exposure, that's going to be on the other end of things. So when we're starting out, we're starting out with revving up our um, digestion, making sure we're having bowels. And then on the other side, reducing our exposure. So reducing our exposure to toxins. So again, a lot of these things we can't control. The things that we can control, we want to be cognizant. Um, 
you know, and make, make healthy choices about that as much as we can. We were talking about skincare. Another um, big source of toxin exposure for us is pollution, air pollution. We can't do anything about that most of the time, but we can be um, aware of it. And there even there have even been some um, research studies showing that um, it triggers eczema. So there's yeah. been some correlation to air pollution with um, eczema, as well as increasing your risk for skin cancer. So those are just some interesting nuggets that um, I found. Um, making sure that you're drinking pure water. So having a good water filter, um, buying organic. So going back to some of the things that you mentioned earlier, making sure that you're eating organic produce, that you're not eating a lot of processed foods with processed ingredients that are just more things for your body to metabolize. Um, so those are the biggest things that I would recommend from a fundamental level. Um, even exercise can be uh, really helpful. So stimulating sweating. So things like exercise are gonna be really important. Um, sauna, if you have access to that, um, those are ways to increase sweating, increase the body's thermal temperature and also stimulate um, detoxification. This is so wonderful. So for everyone that is listening, um, Dr. Peters, you're giving us these really great and simple ways that we can improve our health and it can be expressed on the outermost layer of our, of our bodies through our beauty. Hey guys, a lot of people ask me what supplements I take regularly and one of the top three products I take every single day is SBO Probiotics from Ancient Nutrition. It's the whole food supplement brand I co-founded with Jordan Rubin. Now I talk about my passion for SBOs, also known as soil-based organisms frequently. In general, SBO probiotics are so important because they are shelf-stable probiotics that are naturally resistant to the harsh environment of our upper digestive tract and our stomach. Now, Ancient Nutrition's SBO probiotics support a healthy digestive system and your immune system. Plus, we add superfoods and herbs for an extra boost. And by the way, that's key. The herbs with the probiotics together, that's the ancient way to create a healthy gut and digestive system. Check out Ancient Nutrition's SBO probiotics online or in store today. You know, my, my goal is for each and every woman, especially with what we've gone through in this past year, the amount of stress that we have incurred, the amount of extra weight that's come on our shoulders, um, more than anyone as women, we, we've taken the brunt of that. And I'm looking at this summer, you know, everybody's starting to get ready to go back outside and, and, and connect with their families again. And I'm really looking at this time for us as women as a time of like deep self-care where we can nourish ourselves and give ourselves what it is that we need. And the way that we can get there is by having access to brilliant minds like you who has dedicated their entire life to, you know, really this, this connection between integrative health and skincare and 
the love that we need to be able to give to ourselves. And we know it's not just this conventional path, right? Like that conventional path for me is not one that I've ever taken. I've always worked with integrative medical doctors. I've always used natural remedies. There was only a short period in my life where I went down that conventional path because I was trying to, I was so desperate to get rid of um, the way that my body looked from the eczema that I, I went down that conventional path. And it was the worst thing I could have done because what I did is I suppressed all of what was trying to detox. I suppressed it back into my body. And um, I'm really grateful for what you're giving to us because I know that our listeners are soaking it up. They're writing it down. And, and, and I hope that everybody's really gonna come away from this, from this podcast with, with sound solutions and an understanding that yes, we really can be our healthiest, most beautiful version of ourselves. Let's get into rosacea because acne, you know, can hit us at these different stages, but let's really talk about some of the root causes of rosacea and where your thoughts are as to what we can do to reduce, to reduce it. Yeah. So with rosacea, there's going to be some overlap um, as far as some of the things that we talked about with acne. Um, So actually, um, there was a study that I found that um, 50% of people that have rosacea have SIBO, small intestinal, yeah, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So I know people that have been following um, Dr. Axe and following you all's work, probably heard about SIBO at some point in terms of gut health and um, healing the gut. So uh, going back to acne, so SIBO can be a cause for acne, you know, in a lot of people. And so one thing that is important for people to understand is there can be overlap with some of these root causes and they just may manifest themselves differently in you or me because of our genetics. So our genetics, you know, can be part of the reason why we develop a different skin condition, even though we may have the same imbalances. So there's even this saying um, that I like that I think people resonate with, um, genetics loads the gun, environment pulls the trigger. Oh, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Genetic loads the gun and environment pulls the trigger. The trigger. Mm -hmm. So with those environmental things, um, of course, gut health, um, nutritional deficiencies can be... um, a big trigger for people as well. They just may have different deficiencies from someone that has another skin condition. Um, Food allergies are also a big role um, in rosacea. And I would even say uh, more so for a lot of people. So based on what I I have seen, um, food triggers can be even more severe and even more problematic in people that have rosacea. And a lot of times from um, identifying some of those food sensitivities and following an anti-inflammatory diet, someone with rosacea may see more dramatic improvement more quickly um, from eliminating a lot of those uh, allergenic foods. Um, 
I would also, uh, I would also say detoxification is a big uh, factor that people with rosacea have to be aware of as well. Um, people, a lot of times that have rosacea have a lot of sensitivities, have a lot of um, skin sensitivities. So I would say that those are the biggest, um, those are the biggest root causes that I would think about in people that have rosacea. So there can be um, a pretty uh, significant correlation in people that have rosacea with heart health because there is that um, breakdown with endothelial function and vascular function. There's that um, challenge there. So that can be a really um, important correlation with people that have rosacea and why bringing down that inflammation is going to be extremely important. When someone starts to put a plan together for themselves to get rid of the rosacea, um, when you work with your clients, and I want to hear a little bit about how our listeners have the opportunity to work with you. Um, if you have a patient that comes in with rosacea, what kind of a plan would you put together for that individual? So that's an interesting question. Um, and it's a loaded question because it's not going to be the same for every person that has rosacea. So that's one of the biggest differentiating factors between a conventional approach and more of a holistic approach, because even with, um, conventional dermatology becoming more natural and more open to natural medicine, there's still that mindset of matching a supplement, you know, with a condition. So still treating everyone that has the same condition, the same, and just replacing a medication with a supplement. So that's not how I approach it. So I'm always looking at root causes. And so that's going to be the basis of what I recommend of course, part of that is going to be diet and skincare a lot of times too, because with skincare, um, you want to mitigate that inflammation in the skin. So a lot of times in people that have rosacea, their skin barrier is compromised. So you want to nourish that as well. So a lot of times it's going to be an outside job and an inside job. So the skincare, using skincare that is uh, natural, that um, mitigates inflammation in the skin that nourishes the skin barrier is going to be really important getting that diet dialed in so of course you can get someone started on a, a fundamental anti-inflammatory diet but looking into things like food sensitivities like what you were doing in your family that's going to be one of the ways that you can personalize their regimen looking into things like gut health and their detox pathways and their hormone balance those are going to be, um, that's going to be the data that you're going to use to make their regimen more personalized, if that makes sense. That's so great. Tell us a little bit about how people, how the listeners can uh, work with you a little bit about how that works. Yeah, definitely. So um, if there's someone listening who has um, skin concerns that they want to get to the bottom of, or they just want to know how they can um, upgrade their health and vitality um, from a more personalized standpoint, um, they can get in contact with, me, contact with me and schedule an appointment at drshanapeter.com. Um, and we also have a um, special um, offer for 
uh, listeners of this particular podcast, and they can find out more about that at drshanapeter.com. Oh, that's really generous of you. I'm, I, I think, you know, for everybody that's listening, me included, uh, being able to have access to this kind of information is, is it can be life, life transforming and not having to sort of weed through all of the confusing information that's out there is so critical for us right now, especially as it relates to what we've, you know, we've gone through over this past year. Um, we really don't have the time to try to figure all of that out. And it's, and it's very, very overwhelming, right? Like we can notice changes in our skin and, and wonder, okay, how much of this is due to environmental pollutants? How much of this is due to the foods that we're eating? Where does my gut play into this? What do I need to be doing with my hormones? And it can get really, truly overwhelming. So I'm so grateful that you wrote your book. It's not just acne. I recommend that everybody um, get it, read it. Um, Dr. Shana, you are absolutely beautiful. I mean, you, you, it is so clear that you walk the walk and you can talk this incredible talk. So thank you for sharing and nourishing all of us um, with your insights and your experience. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. And thank you everybody for tuning in. I'm Naomi Whittle, and I'm really thrilled to be sharing um, this kind of information on the Dr. Axe podcast. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure to go to my recent Instagram post and let me know what your favorite part of the show was. Also, don't forget to follow me at Dr. Josh Axe there on Insta, where I cover the latest health trends, natural medicine, and so much more. Also, if you're loving this podcast, do me a big favor, head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Thanks so much for being on mission with me. See you next week. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. In some cases, individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein.